0: Now, the big question is, did Chris use my sensual mouth sounds for the intro to Wonder Woman, or is he using them right now? I don't know. It'd probably be an outro, to be honest with you. It's, it's- not
1: a bird, it's not a plane,
0: it's Superhero state It's a modern podcast where we talk about everything that's great. Like movies,
1: TV, superheroes, it's Superhero state Hello everyone and welcome to Superhero Slate, the show where we run down the latest superhero entertainment news. We love TV movies and
0: superheroes, so let's talk it all out. My name is Chris Dillard. And my name is Mike Royer.
1: And this week we're reviewing Wonder Woman 1984 and Pixar's Soul. What a double feature! Double featured at the drive-in to your own house and watch them there. That's how <laughs> watch cool it, your, it is.
0: Watch it in your garage, That's but don't
1: right. close the garage door if you're leaving your car running. But uh, just watch on, Put put your iPad on the screen, maybe you can do that. Yeah, there you go. There you go. Uh, HBO Max gains a ton of animated shows next year in January. You're gonna mm-hmm. love it, Mike. You're gonna love it. <laughs> We're saving up our money to buy MGM ourselves. Oh, I and, forgot about more. that news earlier this week. Yeah,
0: <laughs> <Right>. uh, <laughs> this is the third time we've done the show intro. We just recorded our, yep. our Wonder Woman review, our Soul review. Uh, I thought we weren't going to have a whole lot to talk about news this week, but we, we got a yeah. little, we got a little bit. I, so we're going to be talking about some
1: news. I, I stretched it out a little bit, but the, you know, after we did it for three times, I'm like, you know, we should change our intro for the reviews because we're not really <laughs> doing any news. People yeah. need consistency yeah. now
0: more than ever, Chris.
1: Yeah, they're probably <laughs> like, I'm tired of that fucking intro. I'm using the 30 second skip button. Um, <laughs> uh, i do that a lot more than i admit so i'm gonna go ahead and get this out i have a pair i'm gonna open up here because it's gonna hiss there it Ooh, goes okay perfect that's some good that's some good tape you're adding you're adding oh, yeah. a little bit of a texture to the podcast it's, it's, it's the spicy water of life if you will <laughs> uh i love me some car some carbonated water this one's got a little bit of minerals in it but carbonated water is my go-to but I, I need have it we're on our third show i need some, mm-hmm. i need some beverages here to stay keep hydrated you know so um i, w- I did want to say the, I wanted to to go over real quick the biggest news of this year. I wrote down three mm. things for this year that I think are the biggest news. And to me, yeah. I think the biggest thing of this year is to go forward, we must go back. <laughs> um, and it came down to three big things here, Mike. And you tell me okay. what you think. Um, one is Sam Raimi coming to Marvel for Doctor Strange.
0: Oh, yeah. I forgot. <laughs> Before we had all of this other Spider-Man news, that was really big, breaking yeah. news.
1: And he's not doing Spider-Man. That's the best of it. Uh, Michael Keaton returning as Batman for the Flashpoint
0: Oh wow, yeah, I remember that weekend That was crazy
1: Yeah, yeah. and lastly, literally we're getting a Spider-Verse in Spider-Man 3 Like every mm-hmm. Spider-Man Have you been Spider-Man? Were you in a Spider-Man movie? Did he steal your pizza? You're coming back for for Spider-Man three. Yeah,
0: I, I yeah I could agree with those were pretty big uh, singular uh, moments for this year with yeah. the news. <clears throat> I mean it's hard you it's it almost feels like cheating to say Disney Investor Day because that was just yeah. so much, but that was a pretty pivotal moment. This is the first yeah. time I, I felt like I was at a Comic Con in a really long time. But yeah, I mean it was crazy. We were talking about oh man, the Flash is going to be doing this like extended universe, and then Spider-Man stepping up to the plate. You know even Doctor Strange. And The multiverse. Um, I feel like the big theme for 2020. I mean, if you had to narrow it down to our podcast, and not really thinking about pandemic-wise, but like was waiting and uncertainty. Yeah, we didn't know things when when they were going to come out, when they weren't going to come out, when we were going to get them. So you know, we've just been sitting here all year, just trying to figure this out with you along the way. But I was still glad that even in a year when Hollywood has kind of really come to a screeching halt. Production-wise, we still got really fun stuff to talk about all year.
1: Oh yeah, I mean the, we the news never. I think even sometimes we're like, well, how are we going to get news this week? Even then, it didn't really slow down for us, which which has been great. So you know, mm-hmm. I, I think we got lots of news. Again, like I said, I don't want to I don't want to minimize any other big like big large events of twenty twenty, but like you know uh, the individual news that came out throughout the year. Like I I look to these three as like, okay, hey, um, you know, we know that embracing the stuff we've done before isn't bad anymore so we can mm-hmm. put it into these new things. So if anyone else has any big news that really brought them like that, that, that sticks out for this year, if you can think back all the way to yeah. January when we yeah. thought we were going to be going to the theater all year, uh, let us
0: know. And you know, if you're curious, our webs this isn't even a, even, even a plug, but our website is a really good resource because we put all of our show notes up on the website and all you have to do is go to the show notes and you can look at like everything that hit the news that week for mm. like superhero stuff. So it's actually a nice little crystal ball because since we're just hyper focused on superheroes stuff. On superhero stuff in podcast form, like if you go to other like news websites, you're gonna have to filter through a lot of other stuff, like opinion articles and all these other things. It's like we are we we focus yeah. just on the here and the now. So our website's a nice little time capsule. If you're just like, whoa, wait, that happened back in February. Wait, yeah. what? Well, how is the year gone? So yeah, that's a that's fun.
1: Yeah, it's it's just been crazy to think. Yeah, you know, we we thought we were gonna watch a lot of movies this year, and uh, no, no, mm. we we're not. We we didn't we didn't at all. But we gotta watch two of them. We'll talk about those here here in a minute, but you know, Mike, we have th- this has been Christmas week. I mean, if you, if you celebrate Christmas or the holidays, this is, we, we just got, went through it, Mike. Um, thankfully everyone was safe and, and, and had a good time and was, you know, still able to, to see or talk to, tell your loved ones and, and had a, had a good Christmas. I mean, I feel, I feel pretty blessed in mind, Mike. Uh, I, I was, I was pretty lucky people, people got me um, some cool stuff. I, I didn't get to tell you, but I got um remember I think it was two years ago. I got the Avengers in game, no, Infinity War art book. Um, mm-hmm. So this year I got the other one from the same in-laws. They were like, here's the in-game art book. So I've got these really cool, thick-ass hardcover art books from the the latest Marvel movies, which are are absolutely sick to go through. And, and, and as you know, you, you're you an artist yourself, Mike. You you probably appreciate some of that yeah, stuff. Yeah, I mean, one of the few things I collect is art books. So, yeah, yeah I totally appreciate yeah. that. Like, I want I to take them into work and put them on my coffee table at work, you know, or, like, the side tables, like have a seat look at this cool stuff that i really enjoy <laughs> before it's before it's finalized so um yeah yeah thoroughly thoroughly enjoyed that mike so um what else uh what else you've been doing
0: yeah, well, we can uh, we can roll this right into uh, the corn stream. Uh, once you start to get a little bit older, when you become like a, a real full fledged adult with responsibilities and you know earned income, uh, it's hard to recommend gifts for people to get you. Right, you know, you have everything you need. You actually don't want any more junk in your house anymore. Like, stop giving me stuff, people. I got everything I need. You're just giving me you're just giving me stuff to do. You're giving me spring cleaning stuff that I have to organize mm-hmm. through in a couple of months. So uh, one thing that's really good to ask for people, from my point of view, is maybe video games you missed out on throughout the year, right? You know, you're busy doing other things, playing other stuff, you never got around to it, so uh, I received the gift of Ghosts of Tsushima over the holidays, so I I loaded that up on the the PS4, the old gen console, if you will. Uh, I'm sure the game plays uh, just as beautifully on PS5, if not better, but I'm only, I'm not very far into it, but I want to say, like, maybe I'm just past the kind of tutorial phase into the open world map, if you will, and I'm having a really great time. It's just a really beautiful game uh it it gives me very similar Sekiro vibes uh, I get I get
1: those two confused quite a bit in my mind I'm like there's a samurai game that's really popular which one is it
0: yeah exactly uh this one seems a little bit more um little bit more user-friendly, if you will. Like, uh, Sekiro was a FromSoft game, and uh, the fun is in being brutalized, And at least at the very beginning of this game. It it does have a little bit of a challenge to it, but it's less oppressive, and so I'm having fun. And just some really nice magical things have happened, so I've decided to explore the map a little bit before really jumping back into the story. So I'm just like walking through these lush, like, Japanese landscapes, and I walk up to this, like, little fox den, and this fox is like jumping around, and there's no prompts on the screen to tell me what to do. To do but I noticed that this fox is kind of jumping around and kind of pointing in one direction so I start to follow the fox and I start to slowly realize oh he's leading me somewhere where is Ooh. he going you know he's moving just as fast as I can run so I'm following behind him he starts climbing up this cliff I'm like oh he's taking me somewhere then all of a sudden I find like this little kind of like fox shrine and I like do like a little like prayer gesture in front of it and I unlock like something for my character I don't remember exactly what it was so I'm like oh this was fun just a nice little magical moment no prompts no UI on the screen telling me what to do and then it happens to me again maybe about an hour later where I'm like okay I've kind of finished up my little side missions I want to head back to the village and just before I get to the entrance of the village I kind of see this very beautiful like kind of eagle kind of like flying and I'm just like well, wait a minute this seems a little out of place you know I've seen some wildlife but this one seems a little bit more colorful than maybe some of the other ones and I noticed, like. Oh, it's not just flying haphazardly like an AI, like it seems to be leading me somewhere. I'm like, oh, it's like the fox all over again. So, I lose sight of the eagle for a, for a moment, but I see like there and I'm from this this rock face, so I start climbing the rock wall and then I find this other type of like shrine type of experience. So, like I'm just having like these nice little magical moments where nothing about Sekiro is magical. It's just brutal and you die and you die twice. It's the subtitle of the So, they're totally different games, but it's a, just a different samurai experience. Yeah so you there's a fun like rock paper scissors element to it when like you're fighting people you know you got to pick the dodge the the block the parry the strike at the at the right time but i'm just having a lot of fun the uh the acting in it is really really good uh, this seems more of like a new game plus option but there's a kurosawa filter that you can add to it where everything goes black and white and there's like a grain filter over it so that looks like it'll be fun
1: for Uh, photo mode is like the biggest thing in video games for 2020. Oh
0: yeah. And it does have a photo mode, just kind of like the Spider-Man games uh, Mm -hmm. have as well. So all I can say at the beginning of it is I'm having a a really, really fun, beautiful time. It it looks really great. So what
1: what I'd like to see from this game is like Uh, the old duck hunt where the second player gets to control these wild animals for you. And you have to follow them, <laughs> and you're like, are they taking me to the right place or the wrong place? What's Something going on? Hey, I'm
0: being punked here. Someone's invading yeah. my game from soft style. Oh, no, it's secure all over yeah. again. Oh, no. Uh, but, yeah, I'm having a great time. I've I I barely touched the tip of the iceberg, so who knows? I could be talking about this game in the corn stream for months to come. Uh, but one thing I dabbled in just recently, because uh, I had a little bit of time to kill, is I've noticed some people online have been talking about these anime Marvel stuff that's on Netflix. And I was like, wow, this stuff sounds familiar. I feel like Chris has talked about this on the show before. I own all
1: of these on DVD within two two feet behind me. I can pull them (laughs) off the shelf.
0: Yeah, so this is just the direct power of Netflix because these must have just been recently added to Netflix for these to be popping up in the zeitgeist again because I believe these are dated as like... 2011 it, I, these are not was, new
1: it was a it was 2011 um i know it's 2010 actually mm. i remember um mm. I had it was like when I first paid internship that summer like whenever I remember this mm-hmm. um and they um they came out on Amazon and Amazon was like starting to do like two-day delivery on the, on this mm-hmm. stuff so I was able to buy them on Amazon over like a couple months god it just seems like another like a decade ago it feels very time, right? <laughs> it feels very specific to this I don't know why I remember these exactly but it was like when I started growing my like this is not the MCU Marvel collection, but like this is like Marvel trying to do other stuff collection. Yeah.
0: So I don't know the full repertoire of how many things they have anime, anime Four. eyes, if you will. <laughs> uh, but I believe at least on Netflix there is the X Men, yes. and there also a standalone Wolverine one. Yes.
1: So there, I, I don't know if there's more than that there, on Netflix. There is right uh, Iron Man. Well, there's also Blade and Iron Man are the other two. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Um, and Blade is probably the I. Th- me, I think the best one because it doesn't. Mm-hmm. It, it, anime fits Blade very well. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, go ahead. And I'm sorry. Those are the four. Yeah.
0: But I, but I watched just one episode of the anime X-Men version, and and it was it was it was fun. It was interesting to say the least, right? Because this is a very hard anime style. They definitely just had a Japanese anime studio just go whole hog and just make you know anime X-Men. Right. All of these characters have these like extremely dark like graphic style shadows over their face uh, I love the voice actor that they picked for Wolverine it's the guy who did uh, Spike Spiegel uh, from Cowboy Bebop he was also in Samurai Champlain he's done a lot of anime stuff so it's nice to hear that familiar voice and uh, all the characters seem very true to how we are familiar with them over here in the West. They're just in a very graphic anime style, right? Uh, I thought it was funny that the story that they set up in the first episode was about a girl from Japan. So, obviously we gotta bring these Western characters over here to Japan so we can connect with them a little bit more here with our anime studio. So, I just thought that was fun. I like how they don't hold your hand either. Like, the very first episode starts right off with Jean Grey as Phoenix, right? And not only is she Phoenix, she's, like, destroying stuff in the opening scene and they don't even really trail back on that much to explain it you they just assume that you're a Marvel fan if you're watching this you probably have some sort of knowledge of what the Phoenix is so we're just not going to hold your hand so uh, I don't really know exactly how this is going to evolve you know uh, I think there's not more than what, maybe eight, ten episodes. Uh, you might have a better idea of how many episodes there actually yeah. are. But I, there's not. A, I think are it, like six, a, maybe. Yeah, I don't think it's a lengthy catalog. I mean, yeah. if these came out in 2011, I don't think there's multiple seasons of it. It just kind of seems like this this one-time-off experiment. Oh. It seems like somebody at Marvel was just like, "Hey, anime is really popular right now. Let's loan some I, of our anime IP out to some studios and see what they bring back." It, so I don't know if we'll be seeing more of this at any time soon. But it, it's it's a nice it's, little experiment. It was, check it out
1: it was 12 episodes each and they all came out um within a year so i don't mm-hmm. i mean i this was jeff Loeb area i think pretty thing and i'm i if i remember correctly i don't think the voice actor for wolverine is who you think it is um oh, are you sure c- because it's it's the guy who was in heroes the main guy in heroes who's also in gilmore girls and this is us milo Ventimiglia. Ma- Ma-
0: Maybe the maybe the voice actor for the Wolverine standalone series is different from the okay. Wolverine that's in X Men because I'm almost positive yeah. that it's the that is the same. Guy, I so.
1: I'd look into it because uh, you watch you said you watch X Men. Yes. Oh, so Steve Blum then probably. Yeah. 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 Okay. Mm-hmm. Sorry. Yeah. The Wolverine standalone has a different voice cast, which is weird. Gotcha. So, um, because I that one's these those. I, I, I don't mind anime, but man, those are some weird shows, I'm going to be honest with you. So, that's, that's, that's it's good a, you had a good time it's with a, them. It's
0: a, very, it's a very abrasive style. That's, like, there's a, it's funny, sometimes the style doesn't always match the tone of the scene. Like, there's a scene where Xavier is supposed to be like emotionally confronting like a child, but they do this very dark, menacing shadow over his mm. bald head, and it looks like he's going to squeeze the child's brains out. Like It's just like, no, you're supposed to be comforting him, not looking like a terrifying monster. So, I guess that's just kind of the aesthetic of the of the anime in in that scene but uh yeah it's more of like i guess a psa knowing that there's a bunch of marvel anime crap over on uh on netflix right now uh if you're trying to find some value out of uh, your netflix subscription go check it out
1: yeah there's also the iron man one and the iron man one actually had a movie spinoff called the rise of technovore Um which Mm. was it's got the same art style i don't know if it's the same story but it it spins out of there Mm -hmm. um and then there's actually a really good animated movie following those called um punisher and black widow um like, uh, something confidential, um, which is actually really good. I, I recommend that, too. Done in an anime style. Mm-hmm. So, um, i recommend that. Uh, I'm going to flip flip up here. I, yeah, I did a video game uh, this week. I actually picked up Vader Immortal on VR uh, mm-hmm. for PlayStation VR. Have you played these yet? Uh, no, but I am familiar. So, 20 bucks gets you three episodes. I beat the first episode in maybe 30 minutes. Like, they're very short episodes for VR, like the story mode. But you don't do it for the story mode, you do it for the lightsaber dojo, Mike. Um you go in <laughs> and you have a lightsaber and you go through waves and they have like the first the first um episode, I guess, uh has the little you know the little training balls they use on Luke, uh in, mm-hmm. in New Hope? So you have those firing lasers that you, so you have to deflect them back at them to destroy them. And then they also have like these lightsaber training droids around you. So it is a if you like lightsabers, um, which I know you do, Mike. Um, <laughs> Vader Immortal VR is really makes you feel like a Jedi in there with just a lightsaber. Now, I think in episode two or three, you actually start to get force powers that you can use as well. So, like the dojos in each one get more advanced. But I unlock different lights kyber crystals and 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 hilts and stuff like that. So I think it's I think it's pretty fun, Mike. I'd recommend it if you're looking for a VR experience. Cool. Um, that's pretty affordable. And lastly, in the same relation with that. Um we talked a little bit about the Dog Day Afternoon short for the Star Wars detours, right? Um mm-hmm. I watched that with my wife the other day. She's like, "What is this?" I'm like, "It's pretty funny. You should watch it." So we watched it and the next thing, you know, now she's rewatching the Clone Wars. So every night, <laughs> I get to we watch more of the Clone Wars. And I will tell you, it's a high def show, but man, they use some low resolution, not low resolution, some low quality um uh I guess palettes for a lot of that stuff because uh, it does not hold up when you go back and watch season one from 2008 <laughs> I'm like in my head this is what Beast Wars looks like but if I went back and watched Beast Wars it probably looks even worse because that was 10 years well, before that
0: well well, shout out to Chris supporting the uh, the open source community if you're not familiar with the TV d- database or TVDB out yeah. there it's like an open source community where people kind of organize episodes of TV shows so if you kind of have your own home theater media player experience you can kind of cook into that database and you can kind of like batch yeah. rename a lot of your files so everything folds into your, your media Center really, really nicely. So, uh Chris, yeah. let me know that he was the first person to get to that um, Star Wars what, detours the, uh, Star Wars detour. So, Chris uh, is a groundbreaking Star yeah. Wars it, contributor over at the TVDB. Well, Hopefully, maybe one day it'll be a full fledged real series, and yeah. you'll you'll have staked your claim on that continent. You know,
1: I, I really hope so. And actually, it was the movie DB and the TVDB is great as well. I use the movie DB; it does that because you know, Mike, you, me, we're completionists, right? So mm-hmm. if I need to know what seasons I'm missing or episodes I've not watched yet or specials, I'm gonna go find them, and, and these are great resources for doing so. Um, that that that's that has a bookmark just like Just Watch does for everything else. Mm-hmm. So, um, so yeah, I, I think you know we've had a good time here with video games and stuff like that, uh, all uh, all this uh, all week here for the holidays. So uh, I'm gonna jump into the news here, Mike. We just recorded two episodes before this. Uh, mm-hmm. one of them is the review for wonder woman 1984 uh and again you're asking yourself do i need to watch the other 1983 movies to get no, i'm kidding i'm kidding again mike i got you you know <laughs> um but no no we, we we went ahead and talked to it in review there, again as usual all reviews non-spoiler up front spoilers and we're not going to do any spoilers here for you guys if you want to listen to that if you watch it it's in the feed go click on it go check that out um, Mike, let's flip gears here. I'm gonna have you go first. What are your thoughts for Wonder Woman? Yeah, 1984?
0: Wonder Woman 1984, spoiler free. Unfortunately,
1: just a very uh,
0: middling movie, uh, underperforming. Uh, uh, the first Wonder Woman was like the the straight A student who uh, who set the curve. For all, the, for all the kids in class, and now the second exam is out, and they didn't do very well, right? Uh, it, you hope for a lot more, a lot of high expectations for this film, and I think rightfully so, because Patty Jenkins did a great job with the first film, kind of started to turn the ship around of the DCEU, and they really needed that at the time, and it was just great to finally see, like, a a full Wonder Woman film on display. Everything just popped off really, really well in that first film, and then the sequel just... Could not rise to the occasion. Everything was, uh, everything uh, just did not quite measure up. And the the biggest uh, the biggest uh, problem for me in this film is just the plot. And you know that's very hard to talk about spoiler free. So all I can say is like it just seemed like people were not paying attention to the details when making this film. And you know ultimately it left us very frustrated rightfully so because we we wanted and expected so much more out of this franchise Mm -hmm. because we really really liked it and we really enjoyed the first film Uh, the first film I really love the action set pieces in it and not so much with the action set pieces in in the second one so I just was left wanting so much more Uh, some people who love hyperbole on the internet might say that this movie is like trash it's garbage it's awful it's the worst thing ever it's like it's not a dumpster fire it's not the worst thing that you're ever going to watch don't let people convince you that this is just a failure of a film but it will leave you disappointed unfortunately so uh, I I I think I seem to have a little bit more hope for the franchise Chris seems to be Mm -hmm. I guess if I'm showing his hand a little bit a little bit more nervous than me so hopefully things can turn around and uh, reinstill a little bit more faith yeah. in Patty Jenkins because we know that she's moving on to do a Star Wars film, and we know we're a little bit uh, nervous over there in general for the Star Wars uh, community and franchise. So, uh, Wonder Woman eighty-four, a uh, bit of a bit of a miss for me. Uh, so, a little disappointing. But uh, Chris, uh, uh, spoiler free, yeah. what did
1: you think about Wonder Woman? Yeah, uh, I'm not mad. I'm just disappointed. <laughs> uh, if, if, if I could set Wonder Woman down and be like, Wonder Woman, this movie is a whole bit like. like you had a lot of ideas, you had a lot of potential, but man, did you, you're swinging, but you're missing so much on this movie. Uh, and you know, it's not again. We've said the acting stands out in this. The actors, the main four, you're gonna love them. They they do a great job. But you know, when you start sitting and and, and looking at it as a whole, there are pieces that just fail to miss. And you know, while this movie was supposed to come out November first of 2019, you would think a year and a month, they'd have some time to maybe you know, maybe work on a little bit and get some feedback. I just don't feel like they, they, they took any notes or any feedback into consideration here. And that's, that's kind of sad. So, you know, overall, I I, give me Mike. We're very, very agreeable on this. You know, uh, I I give it a, a C, C, C plus B minus range. You know, it's not the worst thing in the world. Not the worst movie we've watched this year by a long shot. Uh, look at, you know, we forgot New Mutants uh, an hour ago. <laughs> but, you know, um, it's it's not the best thing I've seen either. And that's that kind of makes me a little sad because, you know, we wanted so much more. And they had the most potential of all the DC films to take a sequel and, and take it to the new level for us. And mm-hmm. we just just kind of fell short a little bit, man. So that's, that's where we are in Wonder Woman 1984. So if we want to jump into the next news for that, Wonder Woman 3 has already been confirmed uh, for no year yet but Warner Brothers has gone and said Patty Jenkins will write and direct this threequel. I assume she's going to be working on Cleopatra with Gal Gadot soon, then Star Wars next, so we probably won't even see Wonder Woman 3 till 2024, maybe 2025 even. So yeah. Just um, a little strange because I think I
0: saw the terminology of fast
1: tracked with yeah. this,
0: so I don't know exactly where that came from. So I mean, I would assume any director who's already made two movies in a franchise for your studio, if well, you get greenlit, I that already probably probably already seems like a fast tracked, right? You know, like we've already checked all the boxes, so like just keep it going, right? Yeah,
1: <laughs> chances are they've already like she's had again. If we, we go look at this this year to maybe work on it a little bit, you know, she probably had some ideas. They we they when they're doing the Amazonian. Sp- Spinoff series right or at least movie As well so you know what Maybe there are ideas in play when they Say fast track they probably like yeah let's go ahead and Sign it today like the same week we We put out the sequel let's go ahead and get her back For the third one Um, again You know Patty Jenkins famously left Thor the Dark World but you know is Is this her Thor the Dark World of the Wonder Woman I don't know (laughs) yeah exactly so um, Yeah again If you again we've said if if You you may love this movie that's perfectly fine You may hate this movie perfectly fine so uh the best part about it is you don't have to go to theaters to watch this you can watch on hbo max here in the states uh but if you are in another country that has theaters open it is available to watch so um yeah i think i think that's that's pretty some pretty sums it up pretty good i listen if you want more go listen to the reviews it's hard for us to repeat ourselves you know twice (laughs) twice in here yeah um on the other side of that if you've got disney plus maybe you watch soul on christmas day instead uh-huh. um like i did mike decided to wait a few days uh but thankfully soul is not in our wheelhouse for things we normally talk about so there's probably no spoilers in the internet for him um so <laughs> that's pretty good so for soul i'm gonna jump off mike with this one um yeah. uh, pixar's uh latest film second of this year next to onward uh to me uh did not really strike all the notes if you will if you will um didn't really jive with the rhythm uh how many more music puns can i make here about a jazz movie (laughs) i'm sure you could make more but i would leave it at that okay okay. (laughs) i've been asked to stop uh to to making the puns but yeah i I, it's it's just there's a lot more to this that i wanted out of a pixar film at the end of the day it's still not a bad movie wonderfully production beautifully shot love the voice acting very well done. I just uh, even the music just mm, as Mike would say, "Chef's kiss." Right? Uh, I get my my nine inch nails doing some music in here, but yeah, there's just some 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 beats I was wanting to maybe fill this out a little bit more, and I didn't get it. Um, it doesn't make it a soulless ride, though. It does. It's still still a fun film. Hey, I said no more puns. <laughs> you said no more music puns. Uh, but I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna leave you on that, Mike. So yeah, so that's that's my note, Mike. Lay it on him.
0: Yeah, I would say I'm a little bit more positive on the experience that I watched with, uh, with Soul. And I, you know, I had a really great time. Like I said in our spoiler review, uh, no spoilers, of course, uh, it's a very affecting movie. It's hard to believe somebody would watch this movie and not think about their life, you know, at least for a little bit while they're watching it. The choices they made, where they're going, what their passions are. So I really like that I was able to watch a movie that affected me, you know, in 2020. You know, New Mutants is not going to do that. Tenet just confused the hell out of me. Uh, maybe I did think a little bit about my life when I was watching bloodshot like yeah maybe this could go somewhere (laughs) i don't know but yeah i i had a fun good time watching soul uh like i say a lot with movies and movie reviews you know if things are just going really really well in most aspects of the film if something's kind of falling short it's really easy to look past it and have a good time and there's just so much great about this movie that you know maybe some of the smaller parts that you know they could have filled out a little bit more you know i i had an easier time ignoring um but yeah, it's great. Like Chris said, the music is amazing. The voice acting is uh, second to none, and I just, I just had a great time. It's mm-hmm. just, it's just fun. It's nice, uh, and I, I, I don't have much else to say because yeah. you know this isn't exactly like a franchise movie. This isn't going to spin off into a whole universe. I'm not saying that it needs to, but usually on this show when we're talking about these, we talk about the future of the franchise, what could happen, what director could take the helm next, where could the story go, but. As, as it is It's just a nice Standalone experience And if you have Disney Plus uh, You know If you've yeah. been Watching The Mandalorian Like Chris said Your subscription Should still hold true For a couple more days If you decided to Cancel it until The next season drops mm-hmm. uh, I don't know why You would WandaVision's coming out In January right? So there's no reason You shouldn't be Watching Soul It's a great It's a fun time uh, And it you know just like all Pixar stuff You're going to have a premium experience And uh, yeah. highly
1: recommend Soul on my end Yeah definitely not a straight to streaming movie It was built for the theaters and it shows uh, And sounds like it at the, at the end of the day Speaking of Disney Plus, the Mandalorian, Mike, I, uh, the the making of dropped on Christmas Day. Did you watch that at all? By chance? Oh, it did. I
0: didn't know it was on already. Yeah, I gotta watch that.
1: Yeah, so it was like a one episode thing, I think. Um, so fun fact: the dark troopers were actually played by actors in suits with small Whoa. CG touch up on like their arms and legs and joints and stuff. I never would have guessed that. Wow. Would, I know that I was like, man, those look really good. But then I'm like, no, no, these were real. I'm like, that's fantastic. Just another like big win for for the Mandalorian right doing that you know we think it's all in the, the the volume and it might be but they still make it look so good and and feel so good in there um, but also the Bib Fortuna actor Was actually Matthew Wood who was the Actor who played him in Return of the Jedi as well
0: Oh that's great that's a nice little uh, Feedback yeah. um, I, I should Say I don't know if this is a uh, new news or If this is a meme that maybe was floating around Since a uh, season one but my, my, my Wife let me know because she always likes to tag me And stuff online that's nerd related uh, Because uh, she's lovely and wants me to know uh, Wants me to have all the uh, All the digs for the episode that we record <laughs> I guess there was a boom operator In uh, one of the original Star Wars film that wore tiny little uh, short shorts and uh, somebody decided to let the shorts continue on in the Mandalorian. Like I said, I don't know if it was season one or season two, but I I thought that was a fun little thing that even people on set are getting into the getting into the deep lore of Star Wars. (laughs) My
1: my guess is season one because I don't don't think they had a lot of people on set for season two if they were locked down. That makes sense.
0: And it wasn't it wasn't in the volume. It's one of the it's one of the scenes that they would have shot outside, you know, in the elements. Yeah. Man, that,
1: that's crazy to think of. I mean, it, it's uh, I mean, Mandalorian's been great. I mean, they're, I mean, the the the, the culture that is what the uh, the Mandalorian, the, the baby Yoda phenomenon, if you will. So, um, yeah, it's it's crazy. So, um, <laughs> raise your hand if
0: you got a Grogu for the holidays because I gave my brother a Lego Grogu and he gave me a, a Funko Pop Grogu. So, I got my own Grogu over here sitting on my bookshelf. I'm sure so many other people got their own little baby Yoda because they were woefully unprepared for merchandise last year but they were definitely prepared this year because even my tiny little gift section at the pharmacy had this kind of really cheap looking baby yoda that
1: was a uh, officially licensed merchandise so i'm sure everybody has their yeah, own little I, baby yoda now we had a a, a gift exchange at work uh, secret santa and i uh, i gave one of mine a baby yoda little dude so. <laughs> it's it's great everybody, everybody likes him and he gets he gets down so mandalorian uh, season two is wrapped up Get the, get in there, watch that if you can. Next month, keep your Disney Plus subscription because WandaVision is landing. I'm oh, uh, so excited. Yes. Uh, I just picked up some of the Funkos yesterday uh, from the from the upcoming show, uh, from the, like, the different eras. But the uh, Disney Latino site says that the show runs from January 15th to March 5th, implying eight episodes for the series, which mm-hmm. uh, they really haven't said the complete number for everybody yet. But that also gives us the potential for having MCU content almost every week this year. Oh, give it to me. I mean, the, we were always waiting
0: for this moment, right? We knew that when Disney Plus launched, it was going to be a little thin. Until they got to kind of its second year, and then everything got delayed a little bit more, right, because of the yeah. pandemic. But now we're finally getting into the stride of Disney Plus. I mean, look at Disney Plus uh, stock price after they yeah. did that uh, investor showcase; it's about to pop off in 2021. So, I mean, I don't want to sound like a corporate sh- uh, shill, but I mean, if Too you're late. a fan, of, if, <laughs> if you're a fan of our podcast. I feel like you almost have to have Disney Plus if you want to keep up with what we're going to be talking about moving yeah.
1: forward. And and it's very affordable. Get it now. Um, I think you I was at the so I I I, I braved a Disney store this week in a physical outright. Oh my god. Uh they only let like two people in at a time, so I was very nice about mm. that. But they actually sell Disney Plus cards behind the register. They were like, oh. get a whole year right now for like sixty nine ninety nine. I'm like, that's not bad. So get it before the prices go up. Go, go buy your cards. Get that's a great Christmas present. Give someone the the, the gift of, of Disney Plus. Get yourself the mm-hmm. gift of Disney Plus. New Year, new you. <laughs> uh, the other thing is for for Marvel is Shang Chi. Uh, the actor uh, Simu Lu shared uh, like this test fight video he shot with some buddies in 2019 um, online, and it shows off his martial arts training and skills. Uh, he apparently did not have any training until he was cast, so all this has been learned while he was making. Um, Shang, uh, I'm sorry, Shang Chi, if we will, uh, and so it's uh, this is a really fun little video he put on on Twitter and and shared i mean did you get a chance to watch it mike
0: it's... yeah I, I watched it a little bit when he shared it earlier this week so and now I, I just open it opened it up to kind of re refresh myself with it but yeah it's just fun uh simulu has amazing charisma and i tell people all the time whenever we talk about simulu on the show is go over to netflix and watch kim's convenience it's such a good show it's so hilarious uh canadians make some of the best television out there oh, letter kitty Uh, Yeah, I mean, that's another one. I think they're both shot in the Montreal area as well. I mean, Letterkenny, obviously, out in the middle of nowhere, but close to Montreal. Uh, So, yeah, Simu Liu's in that show. Great charisma, great actor. Uh, he, He kind of gives me, like, almost like ryan reynolds vibes if you will where he has the physicality but he also has the charm and charisma so i think his career is only about to explode even more than it already has so if you're not already standing for simu Lu, you got to start standing mm. now or you're, you're going to be in the back of the line so yeah, yeah th- this video i
1: i enjoyed it yeah he, it's, he's got he's got skills like right? this is a martial arts vid- a video through and through like this isn't like yeah, they may be pulling punches or whatever, like. But it looks good. It's quick. It's cut really well. Like it's not like a. It feels like a real fight scene that you'd see in a movie, right? Like maybe the raid or, or one of those movies. Yeah, so, it's kind
0: of a, got a, a a kinetic camera, if you will.
1: Yeah. So I, I expect to see a lot of this skill set come to life. You know, with the larger productions, you know, probably a little more things. But like, I want to see, I want to see his outfit. I want to see his powers. Let's see. Let's see him use some glowing fist, man. Let's <laughs> let's get this going. I'm excited to see him in in, in chi Let's get a trailer. This is coming out in July. Give us the trailer, Mike. Yeah.
0: Connect it to, uh, like, a um,
1: Wanda vision or something, you know? Exactly. Or just put it out. I don't care. Don't connect it to anything. Connect it to our <laughs> it lives. To that's what we want. HBO max. Uh, if you didn't have it and, and you haven't watched uh, Wonder wonderful eighty four, yeah, that's fine, but they're dropping some cartoon network and comic uh, cartoon stuff this January that you're going to just need to have. Um, there are some uh, Cartoon Network Adult Swim originals coming to the surface, including Mike, do you remember Ed, Ed, Nettie? Oh, who doesn't? Courage the Cowardly Dog. hmm I, I didn't I didn't catch these next two. Grim Adventures of Billy and Mandy or Codename Kids Next Door.
0: Oh, those were those were big for sure. I wasn't quite on those boats, but they—I yeah. know that they're really popular.
1: I'm, I'm familiar with them. And then over on the Adult Swimset, 12 ounce mouse. <laughs> I never watched it, but I remember the art. Of oh that my show. gosh, it was,
0: it was crazy. It was the craziest <laughs> thing. Uh,
1: I don't know. I don't know about the jellies or Tom Goes to the Mayor, but they did announce, Mike, your show, Craig of the Creek, season two. Season
0: two, yeah, that's a great Drop Cartoon him. Network. That's a great Cartoon Network show. Uh, Tom Goes to the Mayor is great. I mean, if you like. Um,
1: Oh, why can't I think
0: of the top of my head? Oh my God. Tim and Eric awesome show. Same, okay. same guys. It's like this crazy 2D uh art limited kind of animation deal. It's just really funny and silly. Um it's all about like uh, Tom who's just friends with the mayor. It's just it's just hilarious. I've I've never really seen all of it. It's just kind of one of those adult swim experiences of cable back in the day where uh, you caught some episodes every now and then so you're familiar with it, but he, it's not like you know the whole cinematic universe of Tom goes to the mayor off the top of my head. I mean this is all great. I mean Ed and Eddie that that was a that was an amazing show. I I almost want to say under a Appreciated just because I feel like it doesn't quite has the same appreciation as maybe some other classic cartoons, but mm-hmm. I know a lot of people that did watch it really liked it. Oh yeah, uh, but I think I think the biggest the biggest news out of this, especially people that listen to our show, is the the yeah. DC animated stuff that's about to drop.
1: Yes, do you remember Batman the Animated Series by <laughs> chance? This you
0: know this little cartoon show. An- another yeah. another gift I I yeah. got for the holidays is the autobiographical graphic novel slash comic whatever you want to call it that paul dini wrote about his time in la creating the animated series it's it's like a it's just about the the size of a five issue trade paperback maybe a little bit shorter but i'm really looking forward to uh to reading that oh,
1: yeah so that whole show's coming there and then another little diddy <laughs> called batman beyond uh, and, <laughs> it's, a little and this movie the return of the joker will be on there uh, which i think oh, that really. was an extension of batman the animated series if i'm correct me if i'm wrong uh, and then also i watched this the green lantern animated series um yeah it was like i, a CG I, I...
0: I had never seen that one, but didn't people that work on that one also work on some uh, Marvel animated stuff?
1: Uh, I don't know. I, I think, I mean, this was CG stuff. Um, it, oh, it, no, I'm thinking of, um,
0: I can't remember his name off the top of my head, but either the guy that show ran it or some some high up at the show also went on to work on, like, Avatar The Last Airbender and Korra yeah. and some other stuff and, like... Um, and well, the last dragon, or this the, is this the is a dragon prince, or something.
1: Yeah, this is Bruce Tim. Um, did, did some of the development on this stuff. So, mm-hmm. I, I could be wrong. I don't know, but I mean, I I watched this. It, this came out. I'm pretty sure on Cartoon Network when Clone Wars was really hitting its stride. Um, mm-hmm. so I was watching it with that, which which felt really. I mean, it was cool to see the CG, you know, art things on there. But yeah, I mean, they're they're pretty good. I would mean, recommend yeah, it.
0: Yeah, these are uh, also strategical ads as well. I mean. Uh, we're going to more than likely be getting a, I don't know if it's been technically confirmed or not, but we're going to be getting live action Batman beyond at some point in time. Right. Mm. I mean, why wouldn't DC mind that it's at some point in the future. So oh. having the animated stuff on their streaming service is really, really oh. good to start setting that up and they're getting more green lantern stuff. Yeah. That has definitely been confirmed. Well. So it's good to get a little bit of that into their streaming service. And,
1: and the, uh, the bet. Well, all this is coming from DC um, universe. Uh, mm. The app I think is shut down on, Roku right now until it relaunches in this new form without any of this uh-huh. movie content so you know if they've got the content and you don't have to have DC Universe and you just rolled in your HBO Max this uh-huh. is beautiful for us Mike this is what we've been waiting for Yeah, uh, this,
0: this is an this is the moment to go a lot of streaming contracts they don't all but a lot of them end around the end of calendar years right I mean there was a there's actually kind of a this almost seems, should be a PSA but the Spider-Verse is leaving Netflix, Netflix yeah. soon because it's it's a Sony property, and right now it's not slated to be streaming anywhere yet. Nobody has announced where it's going, what's happening with it, who's going to buy the streaming rights. So uh, it's just it, it's a, a sign to go. Like after you open up your Christmas presents, start thinking about your streaming <laughs> services. What have you been watching there? Where is it going? Things are expiring right now as we speak, and they'll be changing hands.
1: Well, I I, I wish it would just go to um, Disney Plus. Yeah, I mean that makes them the most sense. It wouldn't be wouldn't be the most sense. Um, Let's see here. Um, Yeah, I don't know. They've not asked me. It did leave on Christmas Day, Uh, so I don't know. I don't know where it is now. Um,
0: Yeah, yeah. I don't know if it's like on the open market. I don't know if they're like saying, "Hey, Disney, you should probably put this in your catalog," and maybe some of the other Spider-Man stuff. Right? You can't watch. uh, You can't watch Far From Home. Uh, over yeah. on Disney Plus, which seems like the most logical place to watch it.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. That I think the the Hulk is also not on there. Um, the the Incredible Hulk. So,
0: uh, but I, I I don't think a lot of people. Right, but if you himself. want, but again, for a
1: completionist <laughs> like myself, I'm like I want them all. Yes, like yeah Got to have yes. them all. Uh, especially if the Abomination is coming into She Hulk down the road. You're mm-hmm, like, where did this guy sure. come from? So, um, yeah, HBO Max getting a lot of the animated stuff. Um, you know, this this feels like you know, you know, thirty. 30s cartoons like yo know, I, I grew up watching batman animated series Ed and any stuff like that so like this is this is obviously targeted towards our how our audience.
0: how does how does stars have the streaming rights for spider-man far from home i'm looking at a, just watch our favorite website uh how did disney disney definitely has more buying power than stars does how did it end up my, over there oh my
1: god my guess <laughs> is that um It's, it was probably a stars had a contract with them. Um, you know, like when, you know, when, I don't know if you grew up with satellite television, but like, or cable where they have like the, 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 the rent on demand kind of thing. Mm-hmm. stars was always like on there like it always came there for like hbo would it get something maybe early it, i don't know maybe
0: it's like a bundle package right yeah maybe stars like five or six years ago signed a contract of like oh all your first run movies are, are is going to be stars exclusives yeah. uh, for the next some years so nah, i don't know it's
1: on it's fubo as usual <laughs> uh, everything's on fubo um but yeah i don't know why i don't know why that's on there there I, I assume once something you know they signed contracts for like 10 years on those things so mm-hmm. yeah so there we go there we go. Uh, I remember we sat in on the Batman Beyond panel at Comic Con uh, in 2019. Yeah, Paul H, so. that was fun. That was a big. That was a big deal. Um, I typed this in wrong. I typed in Max Max, but I meant to type in Mad Max because we're going <laughs> to be talking about the Furiosa uh, sequel or prequel mm-hmm. coming in 2023. Uh, they've cast Anya Taylor-Joy, who played Magic in New Mutants, as Furiosa, Young Furiosa.
0: And, or the, the – I haven't watched Queen's Gambit yet, but I think that's yep. the most popular thing she's in yeah. right now.
1: Well, she was in Split and that uh, the, mm-hmm. the sequel to Split Glass. She's done great work, uh, great mm-hmm. actress. I, I, I think she'd be great in a lot of stuff. Uh, but also has Chris Hemsworth and uh, Yahya Abdul-Mateen, too, who's in Aquaman Watchmen so, mm-hmm. um, in the film as well. I think this has got a good cast. I mean, um, George Miller, I mean – Mad Max, I think Fury Road was a... I'm going to call it lightning in a bottle, my friend. Um, Yeah, I think... I mean, I
0: don't remember exactly what also came out that year, but one of my favorite movies of the year. And surprisingly, I don't know how, Chris, but I have not watched that movie for a second time I've only ever seen it that one time in theaters so like I'm gonna have so, such a blissful joy watching that uh, whenever I get around to it again so I it's that, like it's like a snack That I'm refusing myself to let it eat like oh
1: just one day I'm gonna want some chocolate and I'm just like
0: oh it's in the back of the cupboard just right there oh my god I'm so happy
1: so Fury Road for me was actually what I tested my sound system with uh, and my uh. lights because it's 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 all sound, right? Like there's hardly any dialogue in that movie. Mm-hmm. So it's I think it's a great thing. And you can actually uh not stream it on any normal streaming service right now. Like it was it was a tough gig to find the four K version, but like that four K version was just, you know, perfect to to, to run through there. So mm-hmm. um yeah, so I think I think this is this'll be interesting to see what the he does with it going, you know, backwards in time uh mm-hmm. for Mad Max. So um but I think the casting is just good 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 actors here good good casting good casting uh popular movie studio mgm is looking to sell off again um Mm -hmm. they tried to sell to oh who tried to buy them it's like five billion dollars like 10 years ago or something like i think it was sony sony tried to buy them for five billion a couple years ago um uh and they didn't end up going through but now they're looking to sell again for 5.5 billion yeah,
0: huh. I, I think at one point in time, if I was reading the article correctly, uh, the CEO wanted to sell, but like they were being undervalued. They believed that they could sell for like eight billion, and then that CEO got ousted or something like that. So I'm not really sure what all the what all the big boardroom drama is with MGM, but. Uh, MGM uh, is the owner Of a, a lot of big franchises
1: Yeah exactly I mean they they own Quite a few and I'm just going to go through here the, the, the biggest one is James Bond Right and, mm-hmm. and this is the hardest one to imagine Because they're technically It's also co-produced with Eon Productions Which owns the James Bond name um, mm-hmm. So that's you know they can If they sell whoever gets this is going to get those James Bond streaming rights mm-hmm. uh, The Rocky movies Robocop TV shows The Handmaid's Tale All Stargate content Fargo um, the, the show. So, like, the the MGM's got a lot of good stuff here, and I think it'd be good. But you know, I don't, I don't want another large studio to sell. You know, to yeah. to somebody else.
0: Yeah, I I would say the, the the biggest boon for uh for this sale would just be the catalog. I mean, talk about a way to fill out your streaming catalog. Uh, you know, a lot of people think like maybe Apple could possibly acquire this. Uh, some people are saying uh maybe the FCC or maybe it's the FTC. I don't remember whatever governing body uh, uh watches over mergers off the top of my head. Uh, maybe it is the FTC. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, I'm I'm no, I'm no economics expert. Uh, but some people are saying some other studios like uh. You know, uh, that own like HBO Max might run into a little bit of uh, friction trying to acquire MGM. I don't know. I'm no legal expert. Uh, I I mean, if I was maybe Paramount Plus, a studio like that, I mean, I don't know if they can afford $5.5 billion, but... Who the hell even knows what Paramount Plus is That they're going to need to grab some headlines Right so this could be a big catalog For them mm-hmm. to pick up uh, That would really bolster their streaming service I mean there's a lot of ba- Bond fans out there And if they want access to that catalog I mean if you, even if you're like a Hard coded or like a hard Like physical media or digital Person I mean that's just a lot of movies To keep track of I mean that's bigger than Is is James Bond bigger than the MCU At this point in time
1: Uh, Film wise I think they're kind of they, in the they, like, one's 23 zone. and one's 24.
0: Yeah, so, I mean, big, yeah. big catalog uh, to pick up. So, yeah, that is curious. And-, and I also wonder, outside of just the catalog, does this mean that the whoever buys this is going to have Majority control over Bond, right? I know you said like Eon technically has the ownership of it. So, whatever studios acquires it, are they going to have a little bit of insight on where Bond goes Uh, in the future, right? I mean, this would be a big new chapter for Bond. They could, but I know we're we're not really
1: dicks they're dicks over there
0: (laughs) (laughs) yeah i mean i know we're not really talking about rocky or robocop or some of these other things because it's bond really that's really the price that you're paying is getting bond
1: yeah yeah uh, mgm also um was one of the one of the production companies on the hobbit movies as well so Mm -hmm. i mean there's i mean this is like a huge library but like i don't want it to go anywhere else uh they were bankrupt i think in what late 2000s um for a little bit so um or their their parent company were. So like they don't uh, release their own movies anymore. Like they partner with people. So like, you know, technically I think a lot of the new movies are grouped together with other people, but like, you know, I guess what, what does this mean for these? Like, do we get reboots of RoboCop and Rocky again? Or like, you know, if, if Eon decides to be like, yeah, whatever you want to do with it, you know, you're funding it. Do we get new James Bonds again? Um, You know, what does this do to the, to the industry as a whole? Um, Mm -hmm. It's weird. It's weird. Like I don't know until somebody does something about it. But, but I think it's all I, about the catalog now. <laughs> yeah, essentially. What, what 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 do you have the rights to? What do you own, and what do you not own at the end of the day? That's what it really goes with. And lastly, Mike, I saw this bit of news today, and I just I just had to share it with you. The, there's a show called The Great North coming out. I'm sure you've heard of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, the new animated series from Wendy Molyneux and Lizzie Molyneux Luglin, uh, who are the Deadpool three writers, is debuting on January 3rd, this upcoming Sunday uh and usually our show probably doesn't come out till that monday but like this is the same art style as bob's burgers i believe it's mm-hmm. got a, a laundry list of voice actors with um the guy from parks and rec is like the main voice actor um, uh
0: nick Offerman. nick,
1: nick offerman right? yeah i believe yeah. so this looks like a, a fun little show here and i didn't and i, I didn't know it was actually from the the molly use so that was kind of cool bit of news here Did you see anything on this or
0: yeah, the, so all all of this kind of Bob's Burgers stuff really stems from the Bento Box Studio, and uh, they've been uh, they've been really successful lately with uh, what they've been able to greenlight over there. You know, since Bob Burgers has really taken off, it's it's been very easy for them to sell shows. Right, I think they have um, I think they have a show Paradise PD that is maybe a Netflix exclusive. I'm not sure. I feel like they got a, like an, an they produce an animated series for at least every single studio or something out there. So, uh not surprised to see that uh they got a new a new show coming out. But yeah, I didn't realize this was from uh the 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 Deadpool writers, the the sisters over there. So, um I I'll look forward to ch- to checking it out. I think they um it was a similar art, art style. I don't know if it's Bento Box, but there's one that stars um, Amy Poehler as a as a voice actor, and it's about like a family. Oh, it's called Duncanville. Okay, I think I think Duncanville might be Bento Box, or it looks a lot like it. But we only watched the first episode of that, and I wasn't jiving with it that much uh, personally myself. But uh, I mean, I, I guess if it's a similar formula, it sounds like you take a Parks, Parks and Rec actor and throw them in a bento box show. But uh, yeah, maybe I'll have to check that out and kind of see if uh, see if they got the the chops. Because, uh, you know, if they're working over there at Bob's Burgers, you're never really sure who exactly is writing the jokes. And, you know, it's all bit one big writer's room and stuff like that. But, you know, if they're running this show, yeah, this could be a possibly good indicator of the success of Deadpool 3. So, yeah, it wouldn't be a bad idea to check it out.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think uh, people were like, well, what do you mean Bob's Burgers humor coming to Deadpool is going to suck? Well, that's not true at all. Like, people these people are writers they are talented beyond just what they write for, but they know what they need to write for in that moment. So I have really weird feelings about
0: Bob's burgers currently because I, it's not like it's gone off the deep end or anything like that, but I feel like I enjoyed a lot of the earlier seasons of Bob's burgers a lot more. Like I, I feel like I used to be a really big fan of the show, like every Sunday, Oh, I got to watch the new episode of Bob's. But now it kind of feels like, I don't know if they're leaning into just like a formula or the characters are just kind of almost parodies of themselves of what they used to be. But I don't know. I don't see a lot of people out there complaining about it. So maybe, maybe, maybe it's just me. So uh, uh, it might be nice to watch something fresh.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, they, they they add what one new animated show a year on the Sunday animation domination block or whatever. So mm-hmm. um, this is this is the one for that. They they feels good enough for Sunday nights to compete with what Simpsons after thirty something years, uh, Family Guy and um, Bob's Burgers. Yeah, go for it. Let's let's mm-hmm. see what they got. All right, Mike. That's our episode. A little shorter this week than usual, but that's fine. We we've had two review episodes and a news episode. I feel like, yeah, you know, we've we've talked a lot more than we normally do, but it doesn't feel like it because the news is nice and short. But, um, I just looked. It's been three. We've been on. We've been on the, been on the, the call three hours. and Five. minutes. Our wives are gonna be furious. Yeah, they're just <laughs> jealous. That's all. I am hungry though. It's it's eight o'clock p.m. here. I'm, I need to eat some dinner. So let's. I'm gonna wrap up and do that, Mike. If people know what you're up to. Where can they find you at? Yeah, I'll keep it quick
0: and snappy. You can find me at Mike Royer Design on Instagram and Twitter. You can read my webcomics at pickledcomics.com. Chris, go, it's your turn.
1: Uh find me on Instagram, valdan Eighty Seven, or Twitter VALDAN, V A L D A N, or anywhere else you want to look me up, I don't care. If people wanna know more about our uh, episodes or more about us or those reviews we just said, where can they find it at?
0: super simple it's called a domain name do you know oh. about it dummy uh, we got a dot com it's called superhero slate com go find all of our show notes our show notes for the entire year 2020 for all our entire history of the show we got it all up there uh, blast from the past go click on a thumbnail and uh, see what we talked about that week over there at superhero slate.com. com you can find us on Apple Podcasts YouTube Spotify wherever else you love to listen to find podcasts you can like us on Facebook follow us on Twitter and Instagram you can get merch at superhero slate com slash store we love hearing from you what did you think about these movies that came out this uh, that this holiday did you get any super nerdy? Gifts over the holiday We love hearing About that stuff Uh, We love hearing from you How's your life going We love our fans Mm -hmm. If you want to be A super fan of this show It's so easy to do All you gotta do Is share the show With a friend Share the show With a buddy Make sure you're Social distancing And wearing your mask Until we're out Of this nightmare That is 2020 That will Insuredly continue In 2021 Unfortunately But at least We'll have WandaVision To uh, comfort us At the beginning Of the year So uh, yeah It's great talking To you guys Every weekend We will be here Again in the new year Last episode of the Chris last episode Of the year Can't hold anything back We can not
1: hold anything back at all that's why i'm just going to end it on a good note we'll see you next year bye
0: everybody thanks for listening and don't forget to subscribe jazz baby
1: you can't hear it but i'm doing jazz hands